We're live. Welcome back for another episode on the Coffee with Craner Show. I'm your host, Lyndon Crane, and today you're watching the 59th episode with Beckham Merdita at Edison Financial. He's the Vice President of Sales and Business Development, and it's a new startup to the Windsor-Essex region starting at downtown Windsor last year, if, if I'm not mistaken, Beckham. Yeah, that's right. We, uh, we essentially got in the office February of 2020. We launched the business March of 2020. Right, smack dab in the middle of the pandemic, uh, Edison Financial launched their company. Um, Beckham, aside from Edison Financial, is also a board member for We Care for Kids, an investor um, helping start up RDN Holdings Incorporated. And also, uh, he's worked for Rocket Mortgage Companies and Rocket Companies um, for a while now. And he's heavily involved in the financial technology sector, or some may call it fintech sector. And I'm really glad to have you on the show today, Beckham. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. So my favorite question, every show, and I think you have a coffee in your hand, where in Windsor, Essex is your favorite place to get coffee? Uh, so being that our office is downtown, um, the coffee exchange is just a, a quick walk for me. So I'm a, uh, I'm a coffee exchange guy. And it's, it's great to be back in our office so I can make my daily walks over there. Yes, yes. Now tell me about your office. I mean, I, I went in and I had a tour and it was beautiful. Um, stunning office, excellent space um, for all of the employees. When you started, how many employees did you have and how many do you have now? So when we actually got into the office uh, February of 2020. We had eight people with us at that time. Um, if you just look at Edison Financial on its own, uh, we're right around 80 right now um, and growing quickly because we're, we're bringing on a batch of uh, new folks every single month, but right around 80 right now. And then we also have our sister company, which shares uh, some office space with us. They're on the second floor. That's Rocket Innovation Studio. And they're right around the uh, the 85 mark. And they've, they've added roughly 60 team members over the last 12 months as well. So pretty, uh, pretty exponential growth with our, with our team here over the last year in a pandemic, for sure. Definitely. And then tell me where is Edison Financial located for those that are watching? It's a really unique space. Yeah, we are at uh, 156 Chatham Street here in uh, downtown Windsor. We're uh, crossing the Invest Windsor Essex building. And uh, this is the old fish market. Um, some people may recognize it for that. And uh, others may recognize it as uh, the Loop. It used to be a, a pretty popular bar in town as well. Um, and it looks nothing like either of those um, anymore. It's, it's completely transformed. We, we did, you know, hold on to some of the charm. It's a lot of, you know, exposed brick and certainly put our own personal touch on it to, uh, to brighten it up a bit and, and make it more of a lively environment for people to come to, uh, to work every day. Definitely really state of the art facility, uh, beautiful, beautiful building. Um, now let's talk about how you really found yourself in financial technology and specifically um, at Edison Financial, bringing this company to the Windsor-Essex region. Yeah, so I mean, my story is I essentially uh, grew up through Rocket Mortgage, family of companies. I started uh, as a mortgage banker with uh, with then Quicken Loans, we were called uh, in Detroit, Michigan, where, where I'm from. Uh, and started with the company, sort of grew up through the company as a leader, um, through you know various promotions, and then in in 2018, we really tried to expand our reach into the the mortgage broker channel. So we were really focused on 
business to consumer. That's that's always been the strength of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. But we wanted to expand this lending product to uh, to mortgage brokers across the United States in a big way. So we uh, we got really invested in a company uh, called QLMS, which was uh, a company owned by Rock Holdings as well, and uh, it was one of the uh, early uh, early folks in that business, and you know saw it through an exponential growth period. And just as everything was, you know, taking off and, and really going off like a rocket ship, um, a previous leader of mine, Chad Weinbaum, who's our chief revenue officer, tapped me on the shoulder, actually asked me to meet, meet him for coffee, oddly enough, which is typically how things start. And uh, he <laughs> said, um, you know, I, I just got back from Vancouver and I think we want to start a mortgage company in Canada. I know that you live in Windsor. Is that something that you'd want to be a part of? And it was just, you know, the opportunity of a lifetime for me. Um, you know, been a regular to Windsor since 2006 because I met my wife uh, here and uh, moved over here in 2014. Um, so I no longer had to cross the border for work every day. Uh, got to make an impact on the community in which I, I live. I had seen all of the great things at Rocket Mortgage. Uh, had done for downtown Detroit in terms of building up uh, a base of employees of in excess of 20,000 team members and then um, saw the opportunity that we that we had in Windsor to you know hopefully do the same and and we uh, we jumped over here and we got started and been working at it ever since and you're you came from where 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 else in Canada United States coming to Windsor so I grew up in a town called Dearborn Heights Michigan just about uh, 20 minutes west of Detroit, um, was working downtown every day, you know, commuting there uh, in Detroit, and then moved over to Windsor, uh, was, you know, one of the many people who crossed the, the Bridger Tunnel every single day into Detroit for work. Hated the fact that I had to, you know, drive through downtown Windsor um, and, and leave the place where I, I lived to, uh, you know, to, to go to Detroit and, you know, was watching all this amazing transformation taking place in the city of Detroit because I sort of started with the company when the move to downtown happened and sort of conglomerated everyone from the, the suburbs and created this movement downtown that, you know, has just created tremendous growth for Detroit. Um, and then seeing the, the Windsor scene, um, you know, maybe lag in terms of, you know, really coming up. I, uh, I want to be a part of that. And that, that was really, that was really the inspiration for me to be a part of Edison. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really impressive when we were speaking before this interview of just the growth in, in one year, um, pretty amazing. And especially that you decided to plant your roots down in, in Windsor and really you can see the, uh, you know, the raindrop effect of how it's, it's really helping build uh, a community and financial technology and providing jobs, it, it, especially during a pandemic when they're so scarce. Yeah. I, you know, I, I remember thinking back to when I had to make the decision about Edison, right. And, mm. um, I, I sat down with a piece of paper and a pen and I wrote down three words. I wrote down community. Uh, I wrote down opportunity and I wrote down service. I had gotten a mortgage in Canada myself. So this is where that service piece comes from and really felt like the Canadian space was probably 10 years behind in terms of mortgage technology and just the level of service in individual fields 
would they go about getting a complex financial product? Uh, that's a large sum of money, right? Mm -hmm. Not many people are going to sign on the dotted line, you know, nowadays with the price of housing, right? You're, you're signing, you're signing your name next to a, a debt that's like 300, 500, $800,000, whatever it may be. And I didn't feel like people were getting the level of service they deserved. And then you take into account the, uh, the community aspect, talked about that. That was a big deal. Downtown uh, is, is important to me. Um, I've always loved it here. You know, again, I grew up in the States, um, married a Canadian and could have lived on either side of the border. I chose to be here. I love it. And then opportunity. Um, I continue to see what I saw in Detroit, which is people would graduate from the university, the college, they get out of high school and they would move, right? They would move to Alberta for work. They would move to Toronto or Vancouver, Waterloo, you name it. Um, plane, train, and automobile, and, and they would skip town to go find the opportunity that they were they were desiring. So I really I, I saw that I put those three pieces together, and um, no more, right? I'm like, this is this is this is the opportunity. This is where we need to be. This is how we service this community. This is how we grow through jobs. And that's favorite part so far is you know the 80 smiling faces that I've gotten to hire since being here. You know, imagine if we've hired 80, we've interviewed plenty more. Um, so really being able to, you know, to look people in the face and, and provide them with an opportunity that may not have been in this town prior to Edison. Yes. And uh, I've heard all about the great employees that are at Edison. What could you tell me about what you're, you're really proud of uh, looking back a year uh, of being open to the public over a year, uh, what are you really proud of uh, that's happened to Edison so far? Um, so much. First of all, just growing in a pandemic is tough, right? We we launched our business essentially March 1st of 2012. We had our little group in the office. Everyone's excited. Um, had no idea what was really coming. And then the world shut down. And really March 12th, we sent everybody home and went mm -hmm. to went to work from home. We scrambled um, trying to make sure that everyone had the technology that they needed so that we wouldn't miss a beat, right? We invested uh, for our team members and, you know, monitors and, you know, world-class headsets and those things so that they can continue to operate. So really proud of just how fast we were able to transition, really fast, that, you know, really fast growth uh, that took place um, through it all was, was really just a testament to how hard our team had to work to get through this. So. I mean, really just, just our team members, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, metrics and numeric accomplishments and stuff like that, we, we've certainly had that, but um, none of it would have happened without the hard work of, of our team members. I like to say that, you know, we're, we are, we're a startup without startup risk. Like we have, you know, rocket companies behind us and it's, it's a tremendous, uh, you know, lever for us to, to be able to pull and, um, you know, a lot of people are, are really, they, they've taken a, a risk by joining us, but they feel really protected by the brand. And I think that that's really helped us um, stay focused. It's, it's, it's allowed people to take a chance on Edison and, and we've rewarded them by, by growing them and, and having them grow with us. And we're all, we're all winning as a result. That's fantastic. Could you talk about, I, I mean, uh, one thing that caught my attention specifically with uh, your leadership and then also with uh, the company Edison is just the experience uh, that you offer with with mortgages. It's it's not your typical mortgage shopping experience. 
Can you walk me through what is it like? How is how are you different than uh, you know a regular mortgage broker? That's a great question. Um, you know, there's certainly a lot of mortgage brokers that that do a fantastic job and and, and really mirror a lot of what we do um, through service and, and, and technology. And there there are some good things you know that have come about. Um, many of them have actually come about in the last year. So I like to say that you know these are technologies that. It, that existed in many ways. Um, there was there was pushback from some of the old industry to start embracing some of these things like e-sign technology, right? Um, the pandemic actually, you know, hit hit the uh, the gas on that because then it was like, okay, well, we're not bringing people into to branches and whatnot. We need to start accepting e-signs. Magically overnight, everyone who said, oh, we don't accept e-signs, well guess what? They all started accepting e-signs, right? So that's a big piece of it. Um, the, uh, the, the, real, the real big difference that people feel when they do a mortgage with us is honestly that service piece. Um, people are often amazed by, you know, they'll go online, they'll fill out the application form to get everything started, and they get a call basically instantly after filling it out. Traditionally, people have had to wait days on end to get a call back. If they even get a call back, um, then they essentially have to beg for an appointment, and in many cases, to try to get into some local branch somewhere. Um, and they don't feel like they're being taken uh, as serious as they should when they're dealing with such a large part of their financial picture. Um, mm -hmm. A home is so important to people. And it's uh, it's a timid time. It's a scary time. And often people just want to feel comfortable in that moment. And I think that we do a really, really great job with our service levels and, and making sure that people feel really comfortable. They know what they're signing up for. Um, they, they feel though they're getting a digital experience, which may be scary to some in the way they're fill, filling out their information quickly upon speaking with one of our agents, they feel really, really good. They feel at home. You feel like you're across a kitchen table or sitting in an office with somebody. And we really try to create that across the table business platform, except we're doing it over the phone and over a computer. And uh, as more people begin to embrace doing financial services in that form, um, our business is just going to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. Do you, have you seen that growth? Have more people been really switching to online instead of having to go into like, let's say a mortgage broker and, and sit down with, with a, uh, an advisor has, is that model changing? Yeah. I mean, you know, again, this is one of those weird things about the, about the pandemic is, is we had all these ideas of like how we're going to convince people that it's okay to do a mortgage over the phone or it's okay to do a mortgage on your computer. Right. And then suddenly we had no choice. Um, so our business was essentially designed for this mm -hmm. and, and then, and then the pandemic happened and we were, we were ready to go overnight. Like it certainly wasn't easy. Um, but what it did allow us to do was sort of embrace our model and say, you know, we no longer need to spread the word about this is the way we can do business. People are accepting of it. Um, it's the only way to do business. And what we've quickly found is that people, once they do it once, they're like, I don't want to go back to the old way, right? I don't want to have mm -hmm. to take a, a half a day or a day off of work to go do some banking. Uh, they want fast, uh, efficient processing. They want someone that they could trust to, to hold their hand through this transaction. And we've been able to do that really effectively um, over the phone and online. And, and, and people are embracing it and we're growing from it.
perfect time to to start up right in the uh, in the pandemic and really elevated your your business one other thing I was really, really interested in and, and you know, checking out the website and, and coming in and, and uh, meeting some employees and yourself, uh, you talked about some uh, different types of culture that's, that's at Edison. You had a book of isms. Tell me about that. I thought it was really interesting. You know, it's probably, a, I would imagine, a motto or, or some type of guiding book that your employees use. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great question. So very near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, I like to say that the the isms are, are sort of a way of putting on paper what a lot of us already know, what good people try to abide by. Um, they're, they're sayings, right? They're principles, their core beliefs, you may call them. Um, some of the, you know, the good ones that, that I love, um, and we have 20 of them, um, and, and I love them all, but I love a few, especially uh, do the right thing is one of them. Uh, every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses. Uh, the inches we need are everywhere around us is another. We use them really to to guide our decision making, to guide our daily actions. And and what I love about them is, you know, they're so ingrained in our culture. Um, and that was, you know, a really good thing about being a part of Rocket Companies, bringing a few folks that had worked for uh, the mothership in Detroit, bringing them over here and bringing that culture and quickly, you know, people get in here and they like right away, it's like they, they pick up the book, they read it and they're like, yes, like this is, this is it, right? Like this, this is what, you know, a lot of other people talk about. I'm not sure that they live it though. Um, and there are certainly a lot, a lot of great companies out there with great cultures, but I just don't know that anyone's, you know, put pen to paper the same way and developed um, these core beliefs over, you know, the last twenty-ish years, uh, like we have, and um, they're just—they're just a great guide to how we go about all of our decision making, and they really do, um, you know, strategically guide every single direction that we uh, that we decide to go down. That's fantastic. I mean, company culture is huge, and uh, especially another component is uh, employee experience and how they're being treated. Is is Edison doing anything? most companies might not be to really keep their employees satisfied, eager to work, motivated. I mean, I certainly think everyone's trying. It, it, it hasn't been easy. You know, we, we talk mm. about, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe the pandemic um, has, you know, fast forwarded uh, digital technology, a new way of doing things, but it certainly has been hard to pivot um, and make sure that we're keeping people happy through it all because mm -hmm. it's been challenging right um people being home all day every day um through this it's been difficult and there's a camaraderie that takes place uh you know in the office and in this setting uh team building events went by the wayside right just simply yeah. grabbing a bite to eat after a day of work or grabbing lunch with one another or a quick coffee that was gone right so we we really had to get creative um uh, we really had to you know spend some time I mean, I can't tell you how many times I spent just Googling fun virtual games, right? <laughs> we started doing uh, we started doing game nights to our team. Uh, you know, the in the old times, we would, you know, put gift bags on everyone's desk and have them come in for the day or, you know, do, uh, do Hall Halloween uh, trick-or-treat deals. We found creative ways to, you know, mail stuff to people's homes and uh, to do things in, in a virtual setting and, you know, not perfect, but I, I will say that we did the best we could. We continually pulled our team members 
you know, throughout it all and got really, really positive feedback. We, we asked people to contribute as well because, you know, as leaders, you don't have all the answers. And I think, you know, one thing that we did well was, you know, if you have, you know, 50 and then 70 and then 80 people, you have 80 ideas, right? Um, you don't need, you know, the, the six, seven people with titles to come up with everything. You have 80 people who can pitch in and you start, you start really, you know, um, putting together the ideas from the group. And, and as a result, you come up with great things that you can do as a team. And I, I think we do the best that we could through it. Now that we're returning to the office, it makes it a heck of a lot easier. Oh, yeah. It, it, that's that's so hard, right? To keep keep your employees engaged in a digital environment you're not seeing face-to-face. And um, how do you lift your spirits during uh, you know time when everyone's stuck at home? So, well, I'm glad definitely that things are opening back up. And I know you have a huge space. Um, at your location where you can welcome even more employees and I imagine you're you're looking forward to growing and very much what are what are some big things that are might be coming down the pipeline things you're looking forward to at Edison Financial uh, I mean going to 80 80 employees in, in a year is is a lot but it's just a year and I imagine you're not done yet no far from done I mean really what we've been focused on is building the foundation right now of our building uh, of our business. So um, really there, there's, there's a lot of components to this, but there's a few, you know, major components. There's, there's sales, there's marketing, there's operations uh, and there's technology are really the, the core components that sort of drive everything. I mean, really we do a lot of things at, at a world-class level. Um, and, and we've certainly taken a lot of learnings that we've had over over in Detroit, we brought them over here. We've got great, you know, support through our, our Pulse team, which is sort of like HR. Um, so so everyone contributes, but it, it's just going to be it's, it's going to be about more growth. It's it, it's really it's going to be about doing more mortgages, right? So um, a lot of it's you know it's it's shiny and beautiful, but it really starts with it starts with the mortgage, right? It it starts with people coming to us to help us solution for a very complex time in their lives, uh, a, a very uncertain time for, for a lot of people. Um, the housing market has been absolutely insane and folks are looking for someone they can trust, someone who's going to give them a high level of service, get things done. If we can continue to deliver on that level of speed on client service, um, then we will continue to reap the benefits through growth. But it really, it starts with doing a heck of a lot of mortgages and it starts with doing a lot of mortgages in Windsor-Essex specifically, because this is truly our, our backyard. And, um, you know, we're licensed in multiple provinces, but we really rely on this community to, to come to us in, uh, in a lot of ways for their mortgages. And with that comes our growth. Yeah, that's that's really great to hear, and I'm I'm excited to see and he, learn about in the news and and through you what's next for Edison Financial and all the success that you're going to be having um, now and into the future. I do want to take a quick moment to talk about um, the financial technology industry, uh, whether it's at Edison Financial or financial technology in general. Do you have any advice for uh, maybe somebody my age, younger? Doesn't matter what age, really, but they want to get into the industry that you're in. How do they do that? Any advice you could share with them? So I do know that in most companies, um, you know, there's a there's a you know really stringent um, level of background um, that's required to get into it. Um, we 
really take a good focus on training and, and development of people. Um, for us specifically, you know, we're so we're so confident in our ability to take great people and turn them into great team members, great executors to be able to perform in their role. So that really is our secret sauce. When people will say, you know, how do you do di- how do you do things differently? You know, what do you do? Uh, we invest in our people up front to to give them the uh, the tools and the training that they need to be able to succeed in their roles. So you know, for me, I would say find find a company that's willing to invest in you, right? And it doesn't have to be you know someone who's young, like you mentioned. I mean, there are a lot of folks right now who really took stock through what's happened in the last you know twelve fifteen months, um, and 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 rethought. The direction that they're going, um, you know, there are great programs locally that have like sales retraining, as an example, or technology retraining, um, operations, right? Whatever your whatever you know you're thinking could excite you. Um, take a look at the companies that are willing to invest in you upfront, and, and that's where I would start. Um, you know, not someone who says you know you have to know everything to start here. That's that's probably a pretty bad place to start. Find someone who's going to to grow with you first and foremost. Uh, and if you find the folks that are, you know, have that growth mindset, um, that's really how you get your start in FinTech because that's what FinTech is. It's about growth. It's about seeing things before they happen and investing in the future in a lot of ways. And that's really where we see ourselves is, you know, acting in the present on a day-to-day basis, but seeing into the future. And uh, that's how we conduct ourselves. I think that's how everyone should conduct themselves when it comes to their career. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, really great advice. And uh, yeah, like you said, getting into companies that will invest in you and, and are willing to stick around with you as you grow and uh, not going into the approach uh, that you need to know everything in those those organizations, because um, that's not the way it should be. It should be, you know, you might not know everything, but you're going into that industry or that job and they're teaching you how to do it properly. And then you can grow from there. So, I mean, Excellent, excellent advice. And I appreciate that. I, I will definitely uh, focus on that, my future employment uh, going forward. And I think, you know, those watching should definitely take that to heart. So uh, Becca, I appreciate your time. This was awesome. Uh, Edison Financial, uh, he's the vice president there and many great things that are happening. Make sure when things are back open, you give them a visit right on Chatham Street in downtown Windsor. Thanks for having me, Lynn. Appreciate it. Yes. Thanks to those watching. We'll see you soon for episode number six, uh, episode 60. So we'll catch you soon. Back up. Great speaking with you as well. Take care.